I want to say, I want to say in a serious way on what Becca said, Kit, I am on the European continent for a little while longer. So I realize you also live here. I was actually in the UK recently. I'm sure you listen. So you know that, but um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. If you need anything, I'm a plane right away and you have a lot of money. So it's not even going to be an expensive venture for you really. Um, Manic. Jumpscare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. Hi. We're Quinn. And we're, we're Becca. Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where Becca and I talk openly about our shared delusions. Passions and, and love, love for, for each, each other. Gaffaw, gaffaw, gaffaw. Gaffaw, gaffaw, gaffaw. And um, Becca was especially showing her love towards me because we just had to do that intro three times because I messed up the previous two. Um, and so, yeah. NBD, babe. NBD. Such is the life of being it's in true. a dynamic duo. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, another week of this <laughs> show we do. <laughs> um, another week. Another week. Another um, week. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, Becca, full disclosure, yeah. has not been that long since last we convened. No, it hasn't. Irregardless, okay. irregardlessly, <laughs> I want to know what's going on with you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for checking in. Uh-huh. Um. Well, so really not much. I pretty much have worked every single day ever that's ever existed on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, some nice things have happened recently, though. One of my coworkers knows me so well. She did gift me a photo set of Britney Spears. Beautiful no, artwork. Exactly. No, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, wow. And this is um, this is gorgeous because I have this like plan for the next place I live. I don't know where I'll be living next or where I will be, mm-hmm. but I really want to focus on elevated wall decor. Cause yes. as you may be able to see visual, visual listeners, mm-hmm. I do love a collage moment on the wall. Well, and guys, I, w- I can't even describe to you what Becca's room looked like in her apartment in Pittsburgh. Oh, it was crazy. It was, it was honestly like floor to Ceiling. Ceiling. H2T. Yeah. Like yeah. completely just covered, covered in, in posters photos. and photos yeah. and like all this. And not even posters you would buy. Becca literally like printed all of these <laughs> out on like printing paper. And so they were all the same size too. Yeah. A, so a cool it looked crazy. Thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I just simply didn't, as a theater major, I did not need to use my printing money for anything <laughs> for school. So I used it to bring me joy, actually. Although I will say one of the stories, one of my favorite jokes to tell in my career as a college tour guide, now defunct, thank gorsh, um, in some (laughs) moments. um, One of my favorite things to tell was that like in our tour script, we would talk about the printing allowance we got because like, yeah, as a part of our tuition each semester, we got a printing allowance at our college. And with that, you could print out like, 900 sheets of paper or something front and back using black and white ink so very hard to run out of printing paper not impossible however because i actually knew a theater major who ran out of printing paper my first semester at Pitt. she was like a senior when i was a freshman 
And Can you she... was it? It was yes, I thought yeah, that. Um <laughs> shout out if you're listening. Might bleep that out. Who knows? For <laughs> just because I think it would be funny. Um it was yeah but she came up to like 16 where we'd all hang out one day and she was like Zambia printing money and I was like sure um and because she was she was stage managing uh like production and she was in playwriting yeah um, I was gonna say I was writing playwriting used to be the professor at Pitt who teaches playwriting used to make you print out enough physical copies of each of your plays to be like read by people like in the class oh my god and the classes were at least 15 people yeah and so like one time I wrote like well my final play was like almost 30 pages Mm -hmm. but one of my assignments I like kind of went crazy for one of my assignments and it was like a 14 page like play that wasn't technically a one act but kind of was um Mm -hmm. and like if I had to print that out for like the 15 people in my class like you run out of paper like pretty quickly um, yeah and so I always say um, most pathfinders will tell you it's not impossible to run out of, or most pathfinders will tell you they've never heard of maybe running out of printing paper I am the exception um, <laughs> you are you're the anomaly yeah, yeah I'm so glad that that professor did need the semester I had her did have a full TA just to teach her how to use computers Oh, oh! So we took a class with her the same semester, and yeah, same for me. Yeah. By the time I took playwriting, it was it was online. Not oh, like, really? Not taught online, but we would read the. Plays. Oh, all the copies. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Same here. We could same like here. use our devices to read the plays. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, but all that to say is that I love Britney Spears and I love gifts. Mm-hmm. Speaking of. <gasps> Oh, go ahead. No, I I actually um I'm a big I'm a big proponent of like I don't love compulsory gift giving. Like like getting a gift for someone just cuz it's Christmas, like I kind of hate that. Mm-hmm. But like I'm a big person if I see something and I like it makes me think of somebody, I'll buy it for them. And it just it's happened so to be near Christmas last year or it might have been her birthday, I forget. But my one of my best friends Cat, she's also a big Britney Spears fan. And I really need to meet Kat. You do. I um saw like a vinyl of is there an album before Baby One More Time? Or is Baby One More Time um, her first album? I think Baby One More Time is the first album. I saw a copy of Baby One More Time on vinyl. And so I bought it for Kat and I either gave it to her for Christmas or her birthday. Oh my gourd. That's yeah. so iconic. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I'm just excited. Yeah, now I'm in the mood where like I'm excited for Christmas now. Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, work is doing a really crazy thing though, and they are playing Christmas music, but they are also playing normal music and just adding jingle bells. So it's like hey. stuck with you, stuck with you, stuck with ding, 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 ding. That's crazy. And I'm like, oh, whose job was that? Probably Nan's. <laughs> it's also kind of crazy to me that you reach for stuck with you like immediately that song plays all the time really yeah i suppose it was a number one yeah it is my least favorite ariana grande song really i say yeah i guess because that Mostly... man's on it 
Yeah, that that little boy who's <laughs> who's a man. Yeah. He bothers me a lot for some I reason. I found out today apparently he's really into Pokemon cards. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what even do you mean? And how did you find that out? Okay, so I'm a big I'm a big fan of Pokemon. Um have been really? for a long time in my life. Yeah, you don't know this about me. I, I no, guess I don't. So publicize is Ariana it. Grande. I guess I don't publicize it that much, but like okay. I, I am a big Pokemon fan. Um, Love like that. Twenty-one year old person. I'm actually really excited because the next Pokemon games, like the region, is inspired by Spain. And since I was just there, I'm gonna be able to like compare it. I'm be like, yeah, and get it. Nice. Yeah, Andalusia. Um. Anyway. <laughs> No, I was listening to this. I found this podcast. It's called you'd actually probably like it because they've done a season on Twilight, but it's called like yeah, Big I'm with you. Hit. I think it's is it called Big Hit? And um, yeah, the Big Hit show. It's a Spotify original. And they do seasons and they each like each season is a different thing. So I I think the first season was actually Twilight. Perfect. Um, they've done another season on To Pimp a Butterfly, the Kendrick Lamar album um there's another season and then um but their last season was on pokemon i just found it randomly and so Mm -hmm. this guy is basically tracking the um like rise of pokemon and stuff and it's actually really interesting because pokemon was kind of the Mm -hmm. first japanese export that like made it really big in america okay and it caused a little bit of like cultural panic because it was something non-american like like dominating american media and um so he was talking about all the different things and obviously the trading card franchise is part of that and pokemon trading cards became like a huge thing over the pandemic um and so he's talking about apparently there's this guy there's this collector who has a bunch of rare cards and he interviewed the collector the collector said his um collection is valued like over 10 million dollars or something what the fuck of pokemon cards and all he has are like hollow charizards which are holographic charizard cards and it's 10 million dollars yeah um and so yeah um but apparently justin bieber has like tried to like broker deals with him to try to buy like the pokemon cards and he also brokered a deal with logan paul and sold a pokemon card to logan paul logan paul is also apparently really into pokemon and pokemon cards apparently one of logan paul's boxing matches he wore like a five thousand uh dollar um pokemon card like embossed or like um in resin or something on like a chain around his neck what is going on i know that's so random yeah i mean ariana does have a pokemon tattooed on her but (gasps) one the little guy that's a lot of them actually i don't know if (laughs) you believe that or not the little guy with the big ears i want to say his name is like cutie patootie (laughs) jigglypuff Mm. um the little guy with the big evie (gasps) yeah she has an evie tattoo that's so cool boy girl what is evie a boy or a girl both nice no, and no, you cool. would actually like Evie though, because uh, not like both at one time, but they're either male or female. You would kind of like Evie though, because Evie's whole thing wait, is that is Pokemon's like, wait, is Evie like a specimen or is it a 
person? Like, is it a character or a genre? <laughs> I keep Pokemon? messing up the word. Like, is there like, are there like races in the Pokemon universe? There are types. So like, peak, there are multiple Pikachus? No. Well, okay. Wait. So there are types, right? So that's like, okay. so Pikachu is an electric type Pokemon. Okay. And Eevee is a normal type Pokemon. Okay. However, they've been doing this thing for the last couple of generations where they'll do regional forms. So, like, you know how elephants in Africa have shorter ears than elephants in Asia? Or no, that's exactly the opposite, actually. So, African elephants have, like, bigger ears than Asian elephants? I know that now. Sure do. So, trust me on that one. Okay. Um, But Pokemon basically said, what if we did the same thing? And so, they'll make, like, regional forms of different Pokemon Okay. So like So like Eevee is like elephant. It's not like the name of this one creature. No, it is. But there's multiple Eevee. Yes. Like Eevee is like saying like a tiger. Like a like yeah. Eevee is a species okay, yeah. of Pokemon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no. Like Yoda. It's like, I It's like Yoda. N- not I don't I don't know if Yoda works in the same way. There's multiple Yoda is like the type of creature it is. Oh really? Yeah. Like his cool. name is actually something else. Yeah. Gro- Grogu. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. There are like multiple okay. Eevees. Like multiple Eevees exist in the world. Ooh, but some Pokemon, there's only one. Like allegedly, but not really. Oh, like not if like, you're an extinct brand. Like in in like the lore. In, like, oh, the lore, okay. there's only, like, for legendary Pokemon, there's only supposed to be one. Oh, But then, okay. you know. Um, All right. Anyway. But you would like Eevee because Eevee's whole thing is that its um, genes are, like, unstable. And so it actually evolves into a bunch of different Pokemon. <gasps> OMG! Like, based on what you give it. So it is a cutie po- Like, if you give it a muffin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, if the muffin were, like, a stone... Wow. Well, actually, and you can see it? no, actually, there was a thing where, like, because you have to, like, some of them devolve, evolve, some of Eevee's forms depend on, like, your friendship level, like, how good of a friend you are with your Eevee. Um, and so you can, like, feed it things, like, through different game mechanics and stuff to, like, make it more friendly towards you. That's so cute. Yeah. Wow. Aw. Anyway, well. Justin Bieber. <laughs> Yeah, Justin Bieber sucks. Anyway. Um yeah. Basically that's it with me, I suppose, for now. Cool. Tangents um aside. But Quinn, what even the hell even is up with you even? The hell? My God. I'm so glad you asked. Um well, I'm out of my Italian era, unfortunately. Whoa. Um Italy yeah. trip ended. Mike's Italy Mike. trip shallow grave i know although i have two italy trips now i'm not sure if that's something mike can say no he he that's why i say he died (laughs) found dead um (laughs) but yeah second italy trip was lovely um we ended actually in lake como which honestly one of the most beautiful places on the earth um yes it's this big lake something i love about a lake is lake usually denotes like mountains around it yeah 
I don't quite know like the biometric kind of stuff around that, but like, it's just something I find very pleasing. Yeah, Um, it is beautiful. But yeah, the lake was just so beautiful. And then the Alps were literally like, like Lake Como is on like the Italian Alps. Um, And then like, it was like kind of cold while we were there. But then like one morning we woke up and there were snow on the Alps. (gasps) Like the mountaintops were all snowy. It was so cool. Snow on the beach. Yes, literally. Beach. Snow yeah. on the Alps. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I Normal, also, but I also need to talk about the fact that I was in Italy while The White Lotus season two premiered. About Italy? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know what's crazy is I, The White Lotus is still a show I have not seen, <gasps> but but in a way I have seen it. Mm-hmm. Because I am so on Twitter and I'm so online. Becca, you I basically love. seen all of what Yeah. I just need to get an HBO, basically. That's like my thing at the Do moment. Do you know like the first season? Like I very much know what happens. I read part of the script for it class once also. Oh. Um but I should really just watch it transpire. No, the first season, crazy. I think this season is gonna be similarly kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, one of the things I enjoy about the show is that it's class conscious, which will is actually relating to our middle segment today because Becca and I get into that a little bit. Um, she doesn't remember. Oh that, yeah. But, um. Anyway. <laughs> hey. But, uh, I just did. <laughs> you didn't remember. Anyway. Um. Because I thought you meant about the Spotify. Uh. No. 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 <gasps> well. Yeah. Oh yeah. um but anyway um yeah it's cool it's a really good show I really enjoy it and the fact that like Italian people are just like there's nothing like them on earth truly I really need to meet one yeah they'll change your life awesome they'll change your life is the thing um wow but as I was wrapping up family vacation Mm -hmm. there was a news item that I believe Beck and I should talk about it actually harkens back to something we talked about in our second episode of the podcast, I believe. OMG. All right. And that was, I don't, I'm not sure how I love using the language of like outing around it, but like Kit Connor uh, of Heart Stopper fame, my, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my husband who doesn't quite know he's my husband yet, but we're like working on that guys. Um, is Yeah. Yeah. Guys. Um, he was actually, he came out as bisexual after like enduring a lot of like prolonged online harassment, like since the TV show premiered basically, um, until now, which has been a good, like almost six months. Oh yeah. Um, like speculating on his sexuality, um, and all this stuff. It was kind of, it was, it was emboldened a little bit by, he shot another movie or not another movie, but a movie mm-hmm. um, that uh, is coming out. And then he was like spotted holding hands with one of his co-stars, like not on set. And so, you know, seems like they were in a, who knows what the, not for us to speculate on what the, you know, confines mm-hmm. of that relationship are exactly. Um, but yeah. even that was like a couple, that was like a month ago, I want to say. But then suddenly like this all happened, like there wasn't like a, it didn't feel like there was like a renewed thing, which also made it feel kind of like random in a way. Random. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. And um, 
But yeah, Becca, I just want to know kind of your high level thoughts on it as our in-house bisexual. So I think the last time we talked about this, I talked about how high the character was on the bisexual list. Mm -hmm. I think Kit Connor is just going to take that spot. Yeah. He has to actually. <laughs> yeah, he he must. Um, it is his legacy in my eyes, and obviously, it sucks to be like have to feel like you have to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, <laughs> sometimes it's fun to know things, <laughs> like in a like in the nicest way possible. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and then like now we just. Now we know that our manifestations, like we are, we are on the right track for you, Quinn. Now I know that. No, we now need... that I know that when I call him my baby daddy, I'm like, I'm not. It's not even a joke anymore. <laughs> and I'm not happen. kidding. And I'm, I'm not, not kidding, kidding guys. anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. happy. I'm well. I don't want to say I'm happy, but you know. You know, welcome to the community, Kit Connor. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, welcome. and I, I want to say, I want to say in a serious way on what Becca said, Kit. I am on the European continent for a little while longer, so I realize I you also live here. I was actually in the UK recently. I'm sure you listen, so you know that. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you need anything, I, I'm a plane right away, and you have a lot of money, so it's not even going to be an expensive venture for you, really. Um. Yeah, and Kit. so um, I'm sure you're not busy. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I know you're shooting that little <laughs> show or whatever, but you know, I know you also get off <laughs> at the end of the day, and so, um, you know, I could just, you know, be there and be supportive Come on and down. kind of help you through things. Um, if you if you, if that's something you feel you need. Um, <laughs> but no, and also, yeah. I think yeah, it's it's obviously uncool that he, like, felt the need after like kind of not keeping it under cover but obviously he wanted to be a little bit more like private about things and I do forget the fact that like it's weird because are you like struggling with the fact that like people in media are like older than you now older than me no younger younger than than you younger than you yes I hate that no because like I'd be like oh he's my age and then I'm like oh he's actually just turned 18 last year no, yeah. I'm like, um, oh, I'm not a 16-year-old girl anymore. No, I'm yeah. I'm a 23-year-old girl. I'm 22, actually, not 23. Sorry. Yeah, and I'm assumed to be 22-year-old person as well. And so it is because, like, oh, my God. I feel like I always think it's like I'm, like, I'm always, like, I always think that I'm, like, it's, like, how you still think, like, it's 2010. <laughs> and so you're, like, oh, 2000, that was, like, <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> no, literally. I feel, like that with like tw- I feel like that with, like, I'm 20. Uh, so, like, an 18-year-old is only, like, two years younger than me. But, no, that's fully, like, almost four years younger than me, mama. Um, yeah, let that let that sink in. Let that sink in, girl. <laughs> like, I hate that. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, and Ugh. so that is, that is, like, really, that is really young. Um, I have to like constantly remind myself that Oprah, Oprah did not make it big until like fifty. Oh uh, yeah, like guys. No, I think okay. about that a lot. I think about that a lot. Ooh. Ooh, I can't okay. let myself think for too long about how Lord and Taylor Swift both produced melodrama and Speak Now, respectively, at twenty. 
it, because ow <laughs> i can't think about that i can't ow. let myself um i can't dwell on that it was the past but yeah i Lana um, del rey is like 37 though she old as the damn hill that girl. she old as fuck um yeah shouts out but yeah kick on her obviously not cool and i've 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 kind of had i think this was nice because i feel like i feel like we have to be done with like queer baiting like and, and i'm a part of the problem like we have to kind of stop using that term to like describe people <laughs> and i'm part of the problem <laughs> i feel like i've talked about it on this podcast before i don't know but um oh but we have to stop using that word to kind of like talk about people and it's more of like a media thing yeah um and i do think there is something and this is kind of independent of like the whole kit connor situation because I don't like I never identified Kit Connor as like this type of person but right. I just like whenever I said queer baiting it was just about the fact that it is for as ha- for how much things have like progressed it is still very hard to be a queer person in the public eye mm-hmm. and to like exist fully as a queer person in the public eye especially um yeah and so sometimes people who are openly queer I think of like Lil Nas X as an example Mm -hmm. aren't like have a harder time like experiencing some of the material benefits of queerness that are sometimes afforded to like some other people who don't as openly identify as queer such as Mm. like Harry Styles like you know Mm. I'm just gonna yeah because like I feel like Harry Styles is the person people are talking about most when it comes to like the whole issue around like queer baiting um and yeah. what i'm talking about when i talk about that issue but um uh but yeah it's always like like i never see people i never see but like because lil nas x has publicly said oh i'm gay it gives people carte blanche to say for example like oh he just makes being gay his like whole thing and he just like sticks being gay in our face um mm-hmm. whereas like someone like harry styles who's not you know open with his sexuality unlabeled what have you yeah um does not face the same like oh he's just trying to like rub it in our face like in the same way Mm -hmm. and so that's just one of the ways that manifests but I find it manifesting in a ton of different ways and so I see why people want to be vigilant of that um but it's also like it's different when it's like a literal like newly minted adult (laughs) but yeah guys um, moral of the story, moral of what you could learn from the whole Kit Connor thing. And it's kind of what we already talked about in our coming out episode, but just, you know, come out on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Try not to feel the pressure. But even if you do, like, just know that there's like a whole community of people out there. Um, I don't know what I could be laughing at right now <laughs> in this serious no, I don't know. Yeah, moment. it's crazy. Yeah, um, but just know there's like people out there and stuff um, that can help you and like want to support you um and so yeah pride on and kit again activated pride activated and kit again it's just a plane right away i'm right here a simple plane ride even if i end up going somewhere else you still got that netflix check so you can (laughs) fly me out girl so run it run the check run the check (laughs) Yeah, Apple cut, Netflix cut the check and leave all these bloody. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah. 
Okay. Well, this ketchup went in a couple different directions. Some I was not even expecting. So, Becker, do you have anything yeah. else you would like to contribute for Neil? Um, I don't know. I don't think so because, guys, um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about Pokemon and about Lil, Lil Nas X. Oh, uh, yeah. Lil, Lil Nas X. <laughs> um, okay. Then we're going to throw to a break. And when we come back, it's actually going to be a past version of ourselves. And Becca is going to Diane Sawyer around the room and ask me mm-hmm. everything she's ever wanted to ask me. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. Yay. Should I interview you now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I hate waiting. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on now. Think about uh, that thing where she's like, I hate waiting. Come on. <laughs> Barb, stay in school. Okay. So I'm really excited to ask you things. I feel like um I know a lot about you artistically and professionally and stuff like that. Obviously, I will still, you know, a lot of my questions are well well you'll see okay but my first one i just want to get this one out of the way because it's um it is a big one to to start off with so like you can just tell me if you don't want to answer it or not but okay um (laughs) sorry i'm getting nervous um oh my god (laughs) yeah okay so (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) I don't know why. I'm just um giggling all of a sudden. Yeah, she's larfing over there. It's probably my period. Um anyway. Okay, so my first question is, did you hear? <laughs> God dang This is so crazy. <laughs> this is not even funny. It's crazy because it's not even funny. Okay. Did you hear Laurel or Yanny in that video? <laughs> I heard um I don't know which one I hear now. I, I heard both of them at different points. You don't specifically think of yourself as like a one or the other girl? No, I think I maybe I think I heard Laurel probably at first. Cause it's that more like I think Laurel's the easier Laurel. one to hear. Laurel, 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 Laurel. like because yeah. um, I always find that stuff interesting. Like I always try to hack into things like that. Um, okay, yeah. And so I was always like looking like how can people hear Yanny, and then I eventually heard it. Um, mm. uh, same with like the the, the black and gold the dress. What did you see? I think I saw black and blue, blue originally. Me too. But if you look at it a certain way, you can see the white and gold, I find. It's true. It's um, true. And it's so I would just, like, that's kind of, the, that's kind of the crazy thing. Cause you can like, you can just like look back and forth and see different things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, you're like, you feel free not to answer this. <laughs> the joke of me, um, asking that and building it up like that was 
basically ruined by how hilarious I found it. <laughs> but anywho, thank you. Um, so good. That's out of the way. Woo. All right. So, <laughs> woo. All right. Um, okay. And then my first real question is I'm starting young, like you did. Um, and I am curious how, unlike me, your parents are not divorced. Yes. And I'm curious on how you growing up and like being in a nuclear family maybe has influenced like your ideas about relationships and families and if it's like changed in any way your aspirations it also has a lot to do with obviously like work and um like familial structure is tied in with like making money so if that's uh-huh. also influenced anything i'd be happy to hear about that this is a big question as i'm literally on family vacation it's a huge one yeah um, don't wake up <laughs> Somebody wake her up. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like she better wake up. I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> it's like somebody no. sleeping on like a subway. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um that that's a really interesting question. Um so I think the thing about my family is something I'm realizing is that like so my my nuclear family is me, my mom, my dad, and my brother. Yeah. And whatever cavalcade of animals we have at any given time. Um, yeah. Because there's always, there's always been a lot of animals. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we were, um, we were always close. Or not, we, we were always close. And I think part of the reason that is, is because um, we don't, like, have a super big extended family. Um, so my mom is like one of three, my dad's one of two. And then my mom's sisters both have two kids. And then my dad's brother had like one kid. So I didn't have like, I don't have like a ton of cousins. And even then like growing up, like I saw them and stuff, but it's just, I never, I never really like related to them. Gotcha. In like a huge way. Mm -hmm. Um, and like some of my like my aunt one aunt lives in like Texas like um and so obviously her family was like away and stuff like that and so we're just like never super close like extended family and like so it was just kind of about kind of the nuclear family yeah and something that's kind of interesting about my family is that we we all have very big personalities um Mm -hmm. like all of us uh, and so we're also we're also all different elements in like the signs I'm a Sagittarius my brother's a Cancer and my dad's a Libra and my mom's a Taurus yeah so it's the damn avatar at the dinner table <laughs> um I can't imagine and so it's all just like and I was actually talking to my mom about it this week and she um I appreciate my parents because our house was not one where we just had to like accept what our parents said all the time. Like my parents did not rule with an iron fist at all. Um, They were a lot more, I didn't realize it at the time, but they were a lot more understanding and a lot more um, loving and a lot more like 
I don't know what the word is, but like open to just like okay. letting us do our thing a little bit, like both me and my brother um, nice. and supporting us. And mm-hmm. um, and I, I it took me to like get to college because like, you know, obviously like growing up in like a small town, I like wanted to get away so bad. Um, right. And college was the way to do that. And like, I, I remember like, I was like, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like a bat out of hell. I like shot out of Hocaston. And then like, as I progressed through mm-hmm. college and like, kind of, it was, it was kind of hard, like negotiating with my family, like, especially like the first, the first winter break after college, I found it like so hard, like, cause it was just like a transitional mm-hmm. phase in life. Um, but um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, oh, but I didn't realize that like my family was like, unique in that way where like I felt like I had a voice my whole life and I felt like I could say mm-hmm. when things were bothering me and I felt like my parents would like do something about it where like not every like not everybody has that um yeah and yeah it was just mm-hmm. always it was just always stressed like my family supported one another um and we all throughout my childhood and still today we all show up for each other in different ways um mm-hmm. and so yeah, we also um were that family that had like dinner together every night, like or most nights, like obviously not like every every night, but like most nights, especially like weeknights, like school nights, all that kind of stuff. Me and my family, like yeah. we all ate dinner. We all sat down and ate dinner together, like at our table. Um yeah. and like talked about our days and like we knew what was going on in each other's lives and all that kind of stuff. Um and so yeah, I guess when a I think about because I definitely do want to have a family at some point in my life um mm-hmm. have like my own family um and I'm also really excited I'm like so excited for my brother to have children um Aww, yeah and like even my because I also I was specifically about like my nuclear family but like you know my friends mm-hmm. Like I consider family as well. Like my great friendships, mm-hmm. I very much consider family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like my friend Tony from high school is one person who I always think about. Like when he has a kid, maybe it's just because I think he's going to be one of the first of my friends to like have a family in that way. I'm like, I think mm-hmm. about that, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm like, like I'm like, I like genuinely find myself excited for that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, I definitely um, and yeah, just kind of building a network of support in that way because I do think my family has supported each other in a bunch of different ways you know my parents were always driving me around especially like after I got like really into theater they're always driving me around to like rehearsal and like school and like all of it and so they showed up for me in that way my mom Mm -hmm. has owned a business my entire life and so my like all of us in my family have had to make sacrifices for her business um and you know my brother and my dad also have their own things that we've had to support them through um Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's that's um that's kind of how I look at it and yeah it's definitely I don't know if it kind of affects like my artistic or like creative output I mean Mm -hmm. obviously my family is like the inspiration for a lot of the things I make and a lot of the ideas I have uh-huh. Um, and they obviously impact how I look at the world. Um, but 
yeah but it definitely made me like want to like continue a family um and have my own family and I'm also really interested by the concept of like a legacy and um Mm. it's kind of it's the kind of easiest way to not easiest but (laughs) it's challenging but it's kind of the most immediate (laughs) way to like leave a legacy if you like leave a human being here with like yeah yeah that you raised yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah no it's true no it's true wow interesting um do you this is kind of leads into my next question and it's also something I'm just curious about because I'm not I, I forget I forget how you define yourself politically uh-huh. and I'm wondering how your family's politics have affected your own because I know that you are in some in a lot of ways actually like politically you you care about that yeah and mm-hmm. um you I'm sure it defines your art in some ways because oh, yeah. you are Very definitely like yeah. an, an activist person, but <laughs> one of those people who does a lot. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I'm wondering if there's like a background there, something either you're like agreeing with or maybe like defying against. This is yeah, my f- yeah, and so my my even <laughs> nuclear family like in the same way we're like different elements like. we're very across like the (laughs) ideological spectrum Um, I would say like my dad and my dad's like my dad's like probably like center right like my dad like you know how dads say crazy things sometimes but like you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm, I think like mm -hmm. you know he's he's always been like kind of like a center right kind of person in like an American context um yeah uh my mom's always been like center left in the same way like I've always understood my mom's like a democrat um yeah and all that kind of stuff and then my brother is definitely like my brother it's it's kind of harder to talk about my brother and I because I feel like there's realignments going on politically like especially for people Mm. our age where like certain people are starting to believe like it's there's just, it's just realigned like things that used to be right and used to be left or used to be democrat and used to be republican it's starting to like blur a little bit more i think with people mm-hmm. our age yeah um and so my brother is kind of hard to, my brother's hard to pin down politically in like uh mm-hmm. he, he he's harder to pin down politically definitely not as like i would definitely describe myself as like um when I and I do want to do this on a I do want to do like a bigger episode about all this but um Mm -hmm. I do want to um and whenever I take like the political compass or like eight values I always get like an anarcho like socialist um so like (laughs) yeah very very far to the left um yeah I am um but honestly a lot of that kind of came from a lot of that stuff has been born on the internet and like my exposure to the internet um yeah because I meant I wanted to get into this I'm, I was upset we couldn't talk about this more in the formative media one because I forgot but honestly being on YouTube when I was a teenager mm-hmm. apart with being like affirming for like sexuality and gender stuff that was going on at the time was also really interesting because that kind of informed my political identity because like you know watching people like you know, Tyler Oakley or something like that led me to other people that allowed me to learn more about like social justice issues. And so I became very 
like interested in that mm-hmm. what I think was like the thing that like really like politicized me and made me like really interested is um uh the Trayvon Martin shooting okay yeah like I remember that must have happened when I was like 13 or something I remember that just being a flashpoint for me because I like I just remember seeing all the stuff about it and being like so like repulsed and disgusted about how a black mm-hmm. teenager was basically just like existing and doing like regular stuff and this guy yeah. just fucking shot him and then the guy yeah. got off because they were like oh yeah black teenagers shouldn't be allowed to do that kind of thing <laughs> um yeah and it's just it, it was so fucked up and then yeah to just see it continue to happen um it's mm-hmm. always been something so painful uh to me um about the society in which we live um and uh yeah and so obviously when like the George Floyd stuff happened a couple years ago it was like it was weird to see people like contending with that for the first time (laughs) Um, yeah because it's like guys like this is this is um this has been going on for such a long time and longer even Mm -hmm. than Trayvon Martin it's just it just wasn't publicized in the same way and um but yeah, stuff like that has been happening for so long. And then mm. I was definitely more like, that was kind of like my first political awakening. That was more social, I would say. Yeah. And then the past couple of years, I've been really getting into like more economic like concerns, like starting to understand yeah. like the struggles specifically of like working class people in the United States. Um, yeah. And like how economics and cultural stuff all like interact to create people's like political identities um yeah and yeah I just find it I find I find politics like super fascinating um Mm -hmm. I I I told you I watch it like sports like 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 the midterms or what a week away like or no on Tuesday like that's gonna be like a big night for me I made a I made (laughs) a world series oh yeah like for 2020, I made a uh, electoral college like forecast. Like I made my oh, own yeah? personal forecast, and I think I got it. Ex- I didn't get the states all right, but I got the number exactly right. Word. Like I, I got. You know, ex- oh, what? sorry. I was gonna say, um, 2020 was my first time voting, uh-huh. and I was interviewed by the news. Oh my god. Yeah. So there's like news <laughs> the footage news. of me somewhere. <laughs> yeah the news <laughs> big news <laughs> um but yeah I did like a whole I did like you no know, I did like a presidential election projection I think I was off I think I was definitely more off for the senate um okay I'm doing a senate projection for this one um but yeah I just find it really interesting um which is kind of it in the same way as watching a sports team it's ultimately upsetting <laughs> because like yeah and it makes it even more upsetting because like in a sport like it, it ultimately doesn't matter how your baseball team yeah. like does yeah but like what I'm watching like does matter like it matters so much actually <laughs> but the people but most of the people who run like make it not matter and so that's just something I'm reaching in a in in my own like it just feels like no one's coming to help in a way <laughs> um yeah because like I look at our elected leadership and just like nobody's ever doing anything and Mm -hmm. the people who actually are like can't 
<laughs> like can't yeah you know, can't, can't get, get a through. foot in and and, and, and yeah the, the, it's it's like a whole it I could do I could talk about it for hours but um mm-hmm. I think there's just a lot of stuff about our political system it's like so fucked up and yeah I think we all think there are certain problems but like diagnosing the actual problem is something that's going to take like a really long time <laughs> and like yeah we're gonna have to get because it's so much more than like oh the left wants this and the right wants that it's like no it's like there's just I honestly think it's like mostly has to do with like neoliberalism um mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that whole thing and I think that's truly what like ruined America um like the and the yeah. neoliberal consensus is kind of the thing that like the things that I I like watch this show and they're like you always want to look at the things like instead of the things they disagree on you want to look at the things that like the right and the left are agreeing on so like fracking <laughs> like yeah environmental <laughs> stuff like that um tax cuts for like <laughs> the rich or whatever like yeah. giving away to like the banks and wall street and all that kind of stuff like that's the kind of mm-hmm. stuff they just agree on all the time yeah oh sending Which... sending military aid to places that are just like completely unchecked like you have to look yeah. at the things that they agree on and that's often more pernicious than what they disagree on yeah um and so okay so would you define yourself as like just a leftist generally i get like I, w- I get leftist like sometimes I don't want to use the term leftist because I'm not like specifically involved in like a working class like politic and that's how I always view like leftist um okay but I guess Hassan isn't either and he like defines himself as a leftist but like yeah I don't know um so yeah I always say like on the left like to the left um and like actually on the left but like even that's like amorphous um Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm also not super comfortable using a word like socialist or like whatever, like sometimes, but like, you know, I ultimately, mm-hmm. it's hard because like you can't like, I find you can't like know enough about it. <laughs> like, it's hard yeah, to like, especially like identify as a socialist. Like, there's so many different types of socialism and all this kind of like stuff. And yeah, it's like people's, per- like, you can't just say that to someone because people's perception of it is going to be so different. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you, yeah, you don't want to like scare people, people away. Like you don't want to exactly. You know. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Yeah, all that stuff is like <laughs> so. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, we there's definitely there's like lots of hours we could talk about that, but uh-huh. um, that's kind of what I figured for you. But yeah. But yeah, mostly born online, but I do um, I do my my ultimate political belief is that like I believe everybody should just be. Like, I don't believe, I believe so much of how all of this happened is, like, luck. And so, like, mm-hmm. the reason I was born in my life is because, like, I'm, like, lucky or whatever. Um, yeah. And But there's nothing I did that made me, like, deserve my life more than, like, someone who's homeless or someone who's, you know, in a worse circumstance. And there's nothing that, like, Jeff, or not not Jeff Bezos, because he's he wasn't, <laughs> like, born into wealth, but, like, or Jeff Bezos' kids like there's nothing they did that like you yeah. know makes them deserving of that um, yeah exactly of like the wealth they will inherit um and mm-hmm. so uh I just find that that shouldn't be like something that like stays with us throughout our whole lives right like the luck yeah like despite like your like there shouldn't be so much luck involved in how your life goes Yes. if that makes sense and that's the place where a state can come in and say okay so if you're we're gonna help you if you're like 
or making it so the people aren't even like born like in like an unlucky circumstance yes making it so the people can't be like born into poverty or something like that or yeah like that kind of thing or and Mm -hmm. you know if they're like and then helping if there is something that like we ultimately can't control like disability or like something like that um Mm -hmm. but I just believe that like everybody should just have the same access to opportunities and I believe it is the role of the state to like to some extent to provide to make sure that everybody has equal access um yeah and equal access doesn't always mean like equal services Mm -hmm. but like setting people up in a way to like make sure that everybody can eventually reach the same thing or like whatever they want to reach you know yeah um but yeah lovely well dang okay on to my next question i suppose (laughs) um i'm like a rambler i'm like i'm gonna have to fix it for interviews (laughs) you're good um i just realized that the I just randomly wrote down my questions. So this is just going to be a, a weird follow-up. Um, what is a moment you know altered your brain chemistry in your youth? Like, what is a moment, you know, when you think of something and you're like, oh my God, that's like, technically I'm always thinking about it. Like this memory is at the top of my mind. Like what that's is something that just shaped you? Question. Mm-hmm. And like, once you ask it, everything immediately is out of my head. Um, exactly. <laughs> no, that's the plan. I'll go with like a positive one, I guess, because I'm thinking of a positive. I think, I feel like I may be trying to think of like a negative one, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, taking it to like a more positive one. Um, when I saw Hedwig in the Angry Inch, I like on Broadway for the first, yeah. not, well, I only saw it one time, but like when I saw that, like, story being told for the first time I'll say I mm-hmm. was like uh like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it made the world make a little bit more sense to me um oh lovely <laughs> uh and so yeah so it was April it was spring break of eighth grade and me and my mom because I lived in Delaware so I'm only like two hours away from New York City and so my yeah. mom and I used to go up to New York a lot and like see shows and stuff and we would just go to like TKTS and um like just get whatever like the cheap tickets were like we would just like we wouldn't even go up there with like a plan um yeah and so we just decided to do that because we didn't have anything to do for spring break I remember randomly also I got a terrible haircut like right before this like it was still in like my bowl cut phase and they like botched oh, my shit okay. up at the at the barber like <laughs> they botched my bowl cut <laughs> me and my mom went to madam me and my mom went to madam Tussauds on this one <laughs> Mm-hmm. um and like my hair just looks so fucked up in some of the pictures it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy but um but yeah we just ended up buying tickets to Hedwig and the Angry Inch I think because like we knew Neil Patrick Harris was like originated the role but Neil Patrick Harris wasn't even in it anymore and so anyway so mm-hmm. um we go and it's like the whole concept of the show is that it's like a one night only thing um mm. and so uh and like just immediately because it's just it's it, it's just like everything that like speaks to me a little bit like it was just like 
it was like it, it's also like it's a one night like rock concert and so the music is much more like influenced by rock and roll and it wasn't like mm-hmm. divi- it wasn't created in a theater it was created in like music bars and like dive bars and stuff like in new york city yeah and so it has that that feel and so i just remember sitting there and like it, me and my mom just had like completely different reactions to it because my mom was just like like my mom my mom was just like it's so loud <laughs> she kept saying so that to me at, at parts she's like it's so loud and I'm like yeah it's part of what's great about it um mm-hmm. but yeah and Hedwig is just the story of like this uh transsexual like rock star who like mm-hmm. was born in East Berlin and finds her way out um because she identifies as a gay man and then she like was with this I forget what they were called I was just in Berlin but like with this like American officer and so Mm -hmm. but she medically transitioned so that it was like normal for them to be together and he like brought her to America and then Mm -hmm. she started dating this like rock star and they wrote songs together and then the rock star stole stole all of her songs and so that's why she's doing the show Mm -hmm. um and it was it, it was just like all this like stuff like all these meditations on queerness on like individuality on like belonging it's all Mm -hmm. wrapped up in that show and I just found it so incredibly powerful it's funny it's it's funny it's sad it's heartbreaking it's like it's it's every you go through like every emotion in like a 90 minute span and you like yeah and you it's just such a complex thing (laughs) it's just such a complex like show to get into um yeah and it's crazy that like all of that well most of that storytelling is just coming out of one person oh yeah and that like yeah wow Mm -hmm. it's gorgeous I I love the music yeah and I think it was um I think it was the first time like I think it was probably the first time like on stage because it's also hard being in theater like existing as I do because like the like the like sometimes it feels like the roles aren't like written for people like me or actually it is like that a lot of the time like mm-hmm. like the roles aren't written for people like me like queer people who are like you know bigger and like you know like all that kind of stuff and so like that's not who like the roles in theater are written for or at least in like the super well-known shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but like it was so cool to see like someone who I felt was like like me and who understood some of the things I understood about the world and that they could be on a stage like that yeah and um yeah I saw John Kimer Mitchell who was like the like who's you know wrote Hedwig and all that kind of stuff I saw him in the role and it was really funny Mm -hmm. because he um he like broke his foot during rehearsals and so but he still did the show oh and so they wrote in all these jokes about the the foot being broken (laughs) because he had to like elevate it throughout the show and so he was always like yelling at like his boyfriend to bring him a box to put the like foot up on it was just like everything about the show is just like genius like it, mm-hmm. it will just oh it just has that status to me where it's like it will always just be this like genius thing for me back and I were on a podcast and never saw the light of day about <laughs> and like I rewatched it and I was just like oh like it's it's 
but yeah that was something that rewired my brain chemistry and I kind of am always thinking about it (laughs) I love that I love that Mm -hmm. I feel like um that's what scream did for me Mm. (laughs) in so many ways um this kid came into work today he was five and he was like i like your ghost face tattoo how do you know who that is anyway i feel like ghost face is like the most one of the most iconic things like even if you don't like i didn't even i knew ghost face before what he was like i knew ghost face before i knew what like scream was oh interesting because i feel like people just wear the ghost face like not even as a reference to scream that is true that is true good point well not taking anything away from her in fact giving to her because she is so iconic yes no it's true no it's true um okay and then good answer good answer okay good <laughs> i like need affirmation my answers because sometimes i just good, like good i black answer, out I kind of black out when I answer and I'm like, I, I, I'm like, was I clear? Am I saying like what I want to say? I don't know. No, everything's, I'm just, I'm just moving on because it was perfect. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and I have so many questions. Um, okay. My next question is actually interesting because of what our, what our ketchup consisted of, but I did want to know when, when do you feel the most beautiful? Oh my god. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um It's an interesting it's an interesting thing. I think probably I think probably when I'm like doing something that I feel like only I can do. Mm, okay like more broadly and then more specifically what I thought about is like probably when I'm like telling a joke or like performing yeah like I definitely feel it then Mm -hmm. because um yeah I definitely feel it then because I feel like that's I'm putting my stamp on something or I'm doing something that only I can do like Mm -hmm. to use my humor to make people in my life laugh like that's something I that's something only I can do really yeah it's true and so or like a performance in the same way like I like there's a way I will perform a role that nobody else can do ultimately in the same way that like everybody can but you know Mm -hmm. again that kind of delusion of grandeur that I feel Mm -hmm. I have like you know yeah there's something special about me that nobody else has um and um it's it's just a fact at this point (laughs) it's just a fact um not a joke just a fact (laughs) just the fact I'm thinking of your etudes right now, actually, oh. um, as something specific and beautiful and abstract. Yeah, I felt I felt cool as fuck doing those. Um, Good, especially when everybody was like, uh. <laughs> 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 "I was like recounting that to Corey, and I was like, I, I like I knew that, like after I had done mine, I was like, oh, the energy like shifted." <laughs> <laughs> The room has changed. Like, I remember seeing everybody and they were like, everybody was just like looking at me and I was like, what? We wish we were you. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, or, um, or even like when I was in college, even in like class, because I'm a yeah. very, um, I'm a very intellectual person yeah. and uh, 
has its pros and cons, but I love it. And um, I love thinking about things. I'm always, I'm truly always thinking. Um, <laughs> always thinking, having thoughts. And I find that sometimes, like, I'm sometimes scared of how fast my mind works. <laughs> Me too. Of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes I'll just, like, I'll be thinking about something for, like, two seconds. And I'll reach this conclusion about it. And I'll be like, oh, oh, oh. And then I'll be like, oh, my God. I, I step back and I have to be like. Oh my God, how did I do that? How did I do that just now? <laughs> Crazy. How did I get from there to there so quickly? Um, no, you have like beyond just like quick wit. You do have like quick, like I can't even think of a word other than like smartness. Quick yeah, smarts. I, yeah, I feel, yeah, Goodness. I am like for how dumb I feel sometimes I just I I am like I am like uniquely intelligent in a way and like mm-hmm. in, in like the least like in the least like braggadocious way possible it's just like it j- just realistically and it, like sometimes it's, <laughs> sometimes it's a great thing to have and sometimes it's a not so great thing to have right. um but like when I was like when I would say something in class and like my professor would be like like something like like I would make my professors like freak out especially right. because like I can also talk about intellectual rigor in college, like plummeting. Um, and so mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like my professors are really like looking for something. I feel like I was always that person who would try to like give them something. Um, and not like, not artificially because I always had thoughts on things. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's when I feel most beautiful. When I'm using, probably when I'm using my intellect to distill it to its Lovely. smallest form <clears throat> yeah I think it is that is very beautiful of you to be so smart and big brained all right um and then of course this this does kind of tie along with that because you are so smart and so good at so many things but I want to <laughs> know what is something that you feel like you would be like absolutely impeccable at if you had just like a little more time a little more practice and like a little more resources. Like you're on the verge of just being so good at this thing. Ah, that's really interesting. And it's something I'm not already considered like good at. Yeah, no, you're not there yet. You'd be maybe an amateur. For me, it's floating. <laughs> I feel like I'm almost there. <laughs> almost there, guys. Probably like, um, like probably I could see myself unlocking like a new age kind of like religiosity or like spirituality. Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes <laughs> like with yoga and stuff, I was originally thinking yoga teacher, but then I went a little further with it once you said floating. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because yoga teacher feels a little bit too achievable for what I feel like <laughs> you're looking for. Um, and so <laughs> I like, I feel like, no, I think you're like, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I'm like on the verge of like opening my mind to like a new like universe almost <laughs> sometimes. I like, see especially when I was, yeah, I especially when I was like really like this summer when I was in like, when I was really like in my yoga and meditation, like, like I felt like I was in like a good 
flow with it where I was like doing it every right. day and stuff. Mm-hmm. There were a couple times. I don't know if it was the heat in my apartment and like, you know, doing yoga and shit, but like there were a couple times like this year I've experienced visions. <laughs> like I've for like, oh God. <laughs> for like the first yeah. time, for the first time <laughs> in my life, I've experienced visions. Like, like, tell I'll me, like, tell me a little bit about those. They happen usually during yoga. Okay. Um, like I remember one time it was like yoga and like I think I think it does come a little bit with like feeling like physically like not quite exhausted but like you know worked out a little bit which is like what yoga is it's union and so like it's mm-hmm. yoga the asana which is like what we think of as yoga like the movement was mm-hmm. created as a way to prep the body for meditation and mm-hmm. so um I remember the first time I experienced a vision, I like was doing this flow and I got to mountain pose, which basically mountain, you're just standing <laughs> like it's mountain true. pose is just, you're standing there. Um, yeah. I put a little more stress on it when I'm like practicing, of course, but, um, mm-hmm. and I just like, I was breathing and I had a strong vision. I saw, I saw, it, it, I was standing on top of like a mountain and so I could oh. see like a plane in front of me and the plane had three different sections and it was like the, it was representative of the different ways my life could go or not the ways my life could go, but like the decisions I felt like I was presented with at that point. Whoa. So like one of them was to travel. The other was to move to New York and like get started on like something like that. The third was to stay in like Pittsburgh and be near like my friends and stuff. And like in that moment, I saw like all of it at once. And like, obviously I was like leaning towards like the travel destination. And I remember like, I like journeyed through them or not. No, not like all of them kind of quickly, but like I didn't journey through them, but like seeing like everything that was going to happen a little bit mm-hmm. I chose like the travel path Quinn this is crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit like when the moms tweet about how their daughter gave them like some crazy piece of life wisdom my three-year-old walked out and said uh, mom you need to be nice to people you don't know what they're going through um <laughs> like that's so perfect and so lovely and that's crazy yeah and so now I've I've had I've had that vision again um I had it like once or twice more like the same vision decisions what with new like decisions no with the same decisions oh and you always choose the travel yeah just as a waiter like I haven't done yoga in a while so I haven't like I haven't been able to access it in the same way okay um and so, uh, but yeah, that was, that was kind of helpful to me in that process. But yeah, so <laughs> I experienced stuff like that. And so like, I feel like if I truly like, <laughs> like maybe if instead of like traveling, I like went away to like a monastery or something like, or yeah, like, no, like if you dedicated yourself, you could be a cult leader. Oh, and unfortunately 
I would be a follower. I don't know if I would be a cult. I don't know if I would be a cult leader. Maybe I could be a cult leader. I could be really high up in the administration of a cult. I'm really afraid Mm. I have cult follower tendencies. Really? Yeah. Like I could kind of see myself. Well, I guess I don't know. I I can see see myself going either way. I can see myself going either (laughs) way a little bit. But that's a Libra moon. That's a Libra moon. That's that's (laughs) one of the hard things about being. No, that really is what the skills are about. And now, and that's one of the hard things about being a Libra moon while being so intellectual is because I'm so like, I'm so of two minds and so nuanced about everything that, to the point where I almost can't make decisions. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, Libra's so bad about that. And, and I'm indecisive because I'm a Sagittarius. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Well, good to know. I like that answer. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer. <laughs> um, that's that's cool. Um, and then I have this other question where, and again, it's kind of going off of that. I am curious to know if you weren't like being an artist, you know, if you weren't who you were, what would you like be doing? Do you think? Definitely something Is- in politics. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I definitely okay. think something in, yeah, like maybe like a staffer or something for working for like a representative or like, you know, somebody who wants to like work on campaigns. Um, my, oh, okay. uh, my good friend who I dated in high school did a lot of stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was always involved in that. And um they actually did a lot of like canvassing and that's not my tea. I don't think. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> like going to people, like knocking on doors. That is not me girl. Like I, yeah. I'm just not like, I, I don't like, I don't like doing all that, but I think, not built for that. and I definitely think like, um, like if I was like, like I could see myself going down the path of like being like a presidential like campaign manager and or yeah. like working in like high level strategy for like campaigns and stuff like that um that's fascinating like, yeah because I I'm kind of obsessed with like the spin like and like mm-hmm. I think it, w- it would obviously be really stressful but I think it would also be really fun to like be presented an issue and like figure out how to solve it really quickly like yeah especially in today's wow. age where people are getting canceled like left and right like it would be stressful <laughs> you would eat that up it would be stressful, but wouldn't it also be kind of fun to figure out how to like, like when Jill Biden say. like compares like the Latino community in America to like a taco, like, like isn't it kind of fun to like, <laughs> obviously terrible she said that, but isn't it kind of fun yeah. to figure out how to fix it? Like <laughs> <laughs> an, an impossible task, but somehow it can be done. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that. like figuring, like figuring out something. Mm-hmm. like like I think I I think I would be really good at that and that was mm-hmm. I did um after the election of 2016 I did like consider like being like I did consider just being like um I was like what am I doing like being like oh I need to do art like when like it feels like the world is in shambles like I feel like I could be better <laughs> used like trying to figure that out but then I was like uh, I'll let somebody else get that yeah I definitely did experience that as well a little bit but yeah it's something I'm definitely like open to though it's not like the thing I like want to do like I don't want to Mm -hmm. be like a 
it would be something like if I ever did go into like government or anything like that or like anything like that I would want to do it like after I did something else yeah I hear you because I think those are like you know anyway okay good answer good answer I could see that for you um yeah I don't know what else I can't picture you being like a doctor oh my god no (laughs) Ugh. (laughs) the squelching of bodies I don't think you could deal with no anything like I would have to do something like yeah I couldn't do something like as hard skill as that like same as like engineer like no yeah even a therapist I don't think I would be like too fond of a therapist I would get way too involved Mm. (laughs) literally I'll start making moves on the people they tell me about I'd be a good social worker like Mm, yeah I'd be I also thought of a chef randomly can you cook no but I like it well like okay yeah anyone (laughs) everyone can cook um (laughs) anyone can cook rakakuni yeah interesting staffer okay well yeah good answer good answer and then um two more questions second to last I'm curious how you we talked in the coming out episode about like our um like sexualities and identities that way and stuff but I'm curious how you sort of came to terms with your gender identity because I don't think I really know too much about that and like was it a similar was it a journey that was happening like parallel to your like queerness journey and or was it like an after thing I don't know it was a little bit after but it was something I always kind of felt um okay if anything if anything I know I just said in the coming out episode that was like oh I always knew like to say like I always knew I was queer is kind of inauthentic in like a sexuality Mm -hmm. way oh this is Mm -hmm. interesting oh this is interesting I'm thinking about it because sexuality is something you don't like you know you're not always a sexual being in the same way you're always like a gendered being in our society I find and so like at four you're not like oh I'm like in love with that person because you're like four you don't know what that is but like at four you know what gender is yeah um yep I knew gender just wasn't something I jived with or it was something that I didn't fit in with like the understanding that my society had of it I did not fit in with because my mom will tell stories about like you know my mom just told me like yesterday like I was um I like always pick up like sparkly purses or like jewelry and stuff like that like I've always been attracted to that kind of stuff um Mm -hmm. and my mom tried really hard to like protect it and so when I, it was one of those things where like, yeah, I kind of always knew, but like I had to get the language. And so like people weren't talking about like, I've always, I, I more identify as like, yeah. So it all, it, it eventually all became like one thing to me. And so like when I found like the mm-hmm. label queer and I realized I could be like a little bit more like, you know, I was kind of doing unlabeled before it was cool to like do unlabeled in a way um slay yeah before like straight men were doing unlabeled um (laughs) and so uh 
Um, but uh, yeah, and so when I found out it could all kind of be one thing, it was kind of nice because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, then I can just be whoever I want to be. And even now, I just find it all like, like labels and I just find it all like, so like, do you know who I've been watching a lot of videos of this week? Um, who? Pete Burns. Are you aware at all? Oh my God, Becca, you would love Pete Burns. Wait, I feel like I recognize the name. You know, um, you spin oh. me right round, baby, right round. Yeah. yeah, so he's the vocalist like on that song. But he's kind of most notable for being on Celebrity Big Brother in 2006. Okay, <laughs> okay. And he's he was like this guy who like lived his life like or like that era of his life he like lived as like a woman basically or not like as a woman but like Mm -hmm. in like feminine appearance so like he would do his makeup he would wear like wigs um gotcha he got like all this like facial work done Uh uh-huh to like make him look but he didn't identify as like trans he like he would say he was like a man and he was married to a woman for a really long time and then he married a man and then but he's like true mm. but he was like identify as a man like he didn't identify like with anything and it was so like I don't think he even identified like his sexuality really um okay but it was just it's so interesting because like that's a person who kind of has the same understanding as me but just uses a different word to express it and obviously you yeah. know physically represents it in a different way um, right and so yeah and it was kind of nice because even after even like the whole because it felt like it didn't feel like it had to be a whole other thing because mm-hmm. it felt like the cat was out of the bag already gotcha yeah <laughs> and so it was like I can just do whatever the fuck I want now like everybody knows mm-hmm. like yeah who cares at this point like because you're yeah. already like you know you're already like not rebelling but you're already like doing the thing and so why not against just, the like, grain yeah you know Go so for I it. felt yeah, I kind of felt it was like all one thing. And so I never like gotcha. it was never something I felt the need to like. And even um I find people experience kind of like people experience it all super differently. Like that's one of the things about um like queerness specifically as it relates to like transness. Um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to like gender and stuff um, everybody experiences it very differently in a way that like because I feel like it is I I feel like it's the language component which makes me say that because like I think specifically with like pronouns and like the conversations we're having around pronouns and stuff like to Mm -hmm. me I really don't give a fuck about like what pronouns people use um, okay to just like to describe me like gotcha like when I say like when I say I use like he or they pronouns like people will be like oh well do you like prefer he or that because like some people and like sometimes I'll see like infographics on the internet being like oh like when you when somebody has like he they pronouns you should like switch up like like being like they he and I'm like like to me that stuff doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter (laughs) like gotcha (laughs) if, if it if it's like important to somebody else who I'm like talking to Mm -hmm. thousand percent like cool like respect people that way but to me personally like I've never cared about like that kind of thing gotcha the only thing I do get kind of uncomfortable with is when people are like oh man up or like something like that 
Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I don't like all that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't, don't put that on. Me. <laughs> don't put all that on me. Um, Grow a pussy, bro. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But um, forget your balls and grow a pair of tits, as Lily Allen once said. Oh my god, that would have been a really good song for the playlist of your life. Probably. Um, Hard out here by Lily <laughs> Allen. Um, Any Lily Allen, I think. But yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So I don't know. It kind of just. It was kind of always there. I got the language for it. And then yeah. I was like, okay, per. But um, it's kind of one of those things. It's, it is interesting because I never had like a formal coming out process with it. And so right. sometimes it's like weird, but it's also not something I'm like hiding either. And so. Gotcha. I don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad you live comfortably in that. Sounds yeah. like. Yeah. And it good. is, it is definitely hard. It's hard sometimes because it's like you know everything's so gendered that when you feel like outside of it a little bit you're like you're like like yeah have you ever been in like an uncomfortable where you didn't feel like you could express it's like um, how you feel towards your gender yeah I've actually experienced a lot when I was younger because I was friends with so many girls it was like like our society is still like so gendered in the way we create social relationships yeah because like it was weird because it was like I would hang out with girls but I wasn't one of the girls right like there was always something that intrinsically like linked them more to each other than it was to me and so I always felt kind of on the outside still and so it created this weird thing where it was like I know this isn't specifically like gender queer thing like a lot of like gay men feel this but it's like you know it creates this thing where like even in the people who like accept you you still feel on the outside a little bit because like you know I like mm. couldn't go over I couldn't like sleep over at my friends who were girls house like because it was like inappropriate right. for some reason you know yeah like mm. that was one way I felt like kind of ostracized by it yeah um and so yeah do you think that that's like affected how I don't know like does do you carry some of that still especially with like female friendships yeah and I find it because I find it still happens like even like you know yeah you're still kind of like or maybe or maybe like I I still feel that way when I'm in like a group of women a little bit you know Mm -hmm. um like I've definitely I've definitely because like Becca and I were in a friend group where I was basically the only like assigned male at birth person in there and I like I felt that way at points and it's Mm -hmm. not something it's not something I get like upset with like individuals about because I know it's not like nobody's trying to be like malicious ever with it yeah it's just Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like how it is I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like like you said like if it's something I carry because maybe I'm creating the problem for myself Mm. I don't know I don't know what the whole thing is but um but yeah sometimes it's it's hard and 
in that way. Well, you can sleep over at my house anytime. <laughs> oh my god, we need to have a sleepover. <gasps> no, I know we've never had episode. a sleepover. That would be the arguably the perfect episode. That would be the best episode if we did a little sleepover app. Okay, tease, tease. I do want to definitely come to Delaware. I am inviting myself to your house. I hope you don't oh my mind. God. I invited you to your house <laughs> to my house. Last oh, I year. do recall actually. Yeah, then got, but then I got the vaccine. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm dead. Uh, it hurts. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> and then my last question is because, of course, at the end of the day, I do need to make everything about me. Um, my last question is. Very my mom. What? <laughs> do you need to make everything about me? She said that exact <laughs> sentence so many times to me. Really? Love her. Yeah. Um, I will be emailing her about this then. But what is one quality of mine that you would like to possess? Oh my God, Becca, you're so cool. You're like so, you're so cool. <laughs> like you're so, and I think it's like, I think you have like a, you have like a genocide qua. Like, <laughs> like a. <laughs> okay. Like you have like a, I don't even know what it is. You just have a quality about you. Like you're just, um. I so admire that like you feel like you're like laid back a little bit more like you give off that you're laid back a little Mm. bit and just like cool and like you could just roll with the punches a little bit where I feel like not that I'm not that person but I just feel like I don't present as that person oh you're maybe a little more type a yes yeah I do or not even type like presenting to people as like type a but like um Uh uh-huh Cause I do not think I'm, I don't think I'm like type A really, but, um, okay. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it even in you. You're just like cool. And I wish I had a little bit more of that. Oh, thank you. Like cool factor. I do think you're very cool. Like but I could I just like that. play it cool. Maybe we're just cool in different ways. <laughs> I think so. Maybe. I feel like I, someone did ask me, um, if I was from California actually at work. That's a good way to describe because- it. Yeah, because they said that I had like a chill voice. We're very West Coast, East Coast. Very much so. I meant to be out there. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like there's always just this like, yeah, you're just like a little bit more like laid back and chill in a way that I wish I could like exude a little bit more. But I don't know if it's the truth of who I am. So I don't know if I'll ever. I think that's why we're so okay. It's okay. Yeah. We compliment each other. Ah, well. Yeah. Quinn. Oh my God. That was so lovely. I think our attempt at earnestness kind of (laughs) worked. Whoa. (laughs) I hope you guys were moved. I hope you cried. Whoa. That without a body thought of but but you blow it off my brain. You know for the antidote. Oh no, you don't. Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah so oh my goodness oh we didn't do this for the last one but we're gonna throw a little break <laughs> oh shoot um we're gonna throw a little break um and we'll be back guys <laughs> i'm scared yikes <laughs> never again okay guys so we're back 
And so what I would like to say is that we are back to do our <laughs> weekly segments. <laughs> and I don't know why I found that funny. Oh, God. Okay. And so the first of those being Comment Corner. Guys, thank you for delivering lately. Um, It's still not enough. You guys can never, just like parents, we are your parents and you will never be good enough. No. <laughs> so keep writing in until you are. Keep trying because maybe you're capable of it. But we did get a nice little YouTube comment on um, an episode that said, and it's a statement, it's a loaded statement, but mm-hmm. the comment reads, you guys should do a high episode. And to me, I agree. <laughs> and to me, I agree. We've had this idea since, <laughs> I believe, our since first conception. Meeting. Yeah. Yeah. That was and always the idea. Yeah. It's, it is. I, and I'm glad that someone else recognizes it and actively mm-hmm. wants it. Yes. Um, I mean, as soon as Quinn and I are both in a legal area to do it, <laughs> or can at least argue that we are. Yeah. In an undisclosed location? Yeah, it seems perfect. I'm yeah. always in an undisclosed location. <laughs> you guys know me. I'd be moving around. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Like who the hell even owns that curtain behind Quinn right now? Girl, what an that's I like undisclosed. To know. Sorry, that's undisclosed. Listen to the next um, episode if you want to hear about this curtain. I'm... Anyway, uh, well... um, deep teas. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I I'm like scared for a high episode. Actually, that's gonna be like a. It's gonna it's be like gonna a whole suck thing. to edit. I feel like we need like a, I feel like that might be when we need like a little producing entity in the room. Oh, like someone to keep us on a short leash. Yeah, someone to keep us on track a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, guys, that's, that's definitely idea. coming. So yeah. look forward to it. Well, thank you. We could also. Thank you. Do you think maybe they meant like physically high, like high up? Ooh, nice. I like have a high. I'm available to. Oh my god! What when MPJ eventually gets like optioned and we're yeah. like a big podcast that goes on tour? Of course, we'll probably have a stop in like Denver or something. Yeah, Mile High Mile City high. vibes, or yeah. maybe even better, Cuzco, Peru. I hear that's also a very high city. <gasps> like um, in the hand, we do a podcast from the hand. You know that statue that has a hand all the way up in the sky, and you could there's stairs on the arm, and then no. you can just sit in the hand. Oh my god. It seems terrifying actually. I'll bite the hand that feeds me. Um nice. perfect. Yeah. Thank you guys for commenting. Keep commenting. We love to see yeah. it. Stay strong. Um, and then of course we have to do our next segments, which is um the jump scare of the week. So this is anything that left Quinn and I afraid, frightful, full of fear frightened mm-hmm. um anything spook magook basically and so quinn what the hell was that for you this week let me tell you so i was at dinner on family vacation we were at this dinner we were in a little like lake town in the off season it was a damn struggle to find dinner every night. There was only like one place that was open and everything would close like by like oh like nothing was open past 10 basically. And so 
Um, it was hard to find a place to go to dinner, but we found this place to go to dinner. Um, and we were going there. First of all, they weren't even going to seat us for some reason. And um, then uh, somebody in our group like talked to them and they were able to get us a table. Um, and so we're just enjoying dinner. We're like, we've all had our appetizers at this point. The wine's flowing. Um, and someone comes up to our table who is not on the wait staff and is oh. like, oh, excuse me. And they like say a bunch of stuff, but I like, I'm like not keyed in by this point. And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. And they're like, and they're like, oh, my friends and I like can't hear each other like over like your conversation basically. Oh. And he was asking us to like quiet down. At a restaurant. Yes. That's the most bizarre thing ever. I know, right? And everybody are like everybody was like shocked. Like I, like we were like, what? Like <laughs> we're we're at a place where people like talk like we paid like talk almost. Like yeah. we paid to like sit down and talk to people. Yeah. Um and so <laughs> oh my god. Um and it was really bad because he like he like should not have done it then because then we had half a dinner to stew. And be pissed like, off about yes, that. Yes, we had half a dinner to stew, get <laughs> pissed off, do all this stuff. Be um, louder. <laughs> and so my mom was like begging, like all of us at the table were like, oh, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. And my mom was like begging us like, guys, please don't, please don't, please don't. Yeah. And then, so they were speaking German at the table, like mm-hmm. where this man came from. Okay. And so first thought is that they're German. Second thought, however, maybe Swiss. Um, because um, they do speak yeah. German there, and it is closer to Italy. Anyway, yeah, it's the Alps after all. So, I was thinking because I'm because also I'm getting pissed, and I'm not I'm not even wanting to do this, but I was like, what can I say? like? I was like, how can I like be a little shady, but also like not like be like oh, like I was yeah all that. So, when I was in Lake Cuca, actually, we went to this German winery. And I learned mm-hmm. the phrase Zumvol, which is like a German like wine drinking thing. Okay. And so as I passed their table, I was just like, Zumvol. What's that mean though? It was, it's like just like cheers, like the equivalent of like oh, cheers. But I was like, okay. I was like, you're gonna shush my table. I'm gonna kill you with kindness. <laughs> cheers, bitch. Now, did my brother end up flipping the German off? Yeah. Yeah, actually, he did. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then other people in our party similarly expressed our disdain. There were, mm, it was a little bit of a okay. scene. It was... It, um, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but don't fuck with the Mur- That So let's have a lesson to everyone. Do not fuck with the Murphys if you see us out, even if we're being incredibly <laughs> loud. I don't understand, also, though. Just be like, I can't... Me and my friends can't hear each other. Just be louder then. Project, girl. Sing yeah. out, Louise. Um, also, <laughs> That's true. Not to, not to generalize, but to generalize, we were in southern Italy, like or not southern Italy, but we were in like southern Europe. Famously, people speak very loudly. Italians are supposed to be so loud, guys. Same it's like with whole Spanish point. people. Yeah, say, like it's like a whole. It's just it's a, a whole culture. stereotype, guys. Exactly. Are you missing out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, that's weird. So that's my jump scare a little bit. Um, yeah. 
if you're in a public space and it wasn't even that we were like like it would have been one thing if we were like like if we were like fucked up and like drunk and like causing a scene like that would have been one thing but we're literally just like having a conversation like being happy with each other and why do you gotta take it upon yourself to ruin that german slash swiss man maybe it's sad damn so that's my jump scare this week becca I'm answering the question on you playing Uno reverse card of sorts. Whoa. Okay. Um, right. And what was your jump scare this week? So like so many of my other jump scares, um, I'm just constantly complaining about money and how scary uh, it is and how expensive things are. But I would really like to bring up how expensive stuff is. <laughs> Guys, to pay for food. Like, are you kidding? Say it, say also, it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we are now using like reusable bags and that um, you know, it's like a whole thing. Uh-huh. But as a store, you need to have at least one bag in case someone doesn't have a bag. Mm. Like the grocery stores near me don't have bags anymore. Is it like a is it like a whole cuz they did that in Delaware like a couple years ago? Yeah, like there's just no like, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you need to bring your own bag." It's like, okay, so tell me before I got here. That's crazy. That's also upsetting because like we don't live there. Like Delaware, I'm not prepared for because I don't live there consistently. But like I return there sometimes, and then Mm -hmm. I'll be like buying a huge ass thing from Wawa, and they'll be like, "Okay, I have to like good luck carrying that." I'm like Adele scooping up her Grammys, like. (laughs) No, exactly, and it's like. Yeah, so it's just annoying to buy things now. Um, my work is getting rid of our bags. It's just, it's crazy. But, you know, rock on, planet Earth, woo-woo, whatever. Do you know what actually is the most expensive thing a person can do? I'm pretty sure. Refuel a car. No, even more so than that. Because, like, I I just always assume gas is going to be more expensive but than, like, you want it to be. Other things, yeah. Something I'm never never something that never fails to shock me how expensive it is uber eating door dashing grub hubbing i find it unacceptable people no, order literally. work like at work they order their luncheon and it's like 55 dollars. you're kidding no, people who do it consistently because like i'll do it like maybe like once like a quarter like a financial quarter yeah exactly like, I'm not that girl who's, like, uber eating everything. Yeah. But some people are, like, always, like, doing it. And I'm like, yeah. so where are you getting this money from, girl? Exactly. Oh, so you're a billionaire. Because, no, literally. One time I was sick, I think, and so I uber eats a Roots Bowl to my house, uh-huh. which it was, like, a salad place where Becca and I went to college. Uh, on yeah. Atwood Street, like, right? Literally, the it was on, on your my street. street I <laughs> like, That's how ill you were? Two blocks Damn. away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Uber eats the roots bowl myself and it was like double the price. No, it's crazy. Like it's just stupid. And I I mean, I think that restaurants should be paid fairly and that Uber drivers should be paid fairly. But guys, we have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, it's crazy. Um like all yeah. the fees and stuff. I can't. Yeah. Well, Spooky. I think a lot of people agree with you, Becca, and we'll see that in tomorrow's midterm results. Um or well, yeah. a couple days midterm Thank you results. So much. But yeah. Who's <laughs> to say? Yeah. Uh, um 
But then that leads us into the positive, actually, because mm-hmm. we always try and leave on a good note. So this is our manic pixie moment of the week. Anything that made Quinn and I joyful, happy, the opposite of frightened. So Quinn, what was that for you this week? My manic pixie moment was honestly just enjoying a night in. Oh, there's something so powerful about that. Um, it's so true. So your family left and now you're alone again? Yes. Okay. And I relaxing. do I do love my family, but something about yeah. something about my family is that we thrive and we all have our own space. Yeah. Like I talk I you guys just heard the interview, so I talked about all my family having big personalities and so like my family does like to spend time together, but I believe that for my family to function properly, we also need to have separate spaces. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And I also just know for me internally, having my own space, so important to me. That's something that yeah. my little journey around the world has really swept me. But anyway. Aww. um, But just like ugh, enjoying a night, slowing down for a little bit, mm-hmm. enjoying a program. Ugh. Yeah. There's nothing like it, especially because I've just been like, go, go, go for like two months now. And yeah. There's in a way like there's never been in like my whole life. There's like this pressure about like being like every moment I need to be doing something. And like when I'm, I'm starting to learn to like balance and negotiate a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was honestly just so nice last night to sit on the couch in my Airbnb and enjoy the White Lotus season premiere. Oh, slay! And watch an episode of Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Like. Nothing better than that, actually. Um, Two great programs. Literally. Um, and so, yeah. I Guys, try a night in. Try a little self-care night. Even if you're, like, a extroverted, like, crazy person. Because I do view myself that way a little bit. But I also enjoy a little, you know. If you have to turn up. A break. You have to be turned down at some point. So you can conserve your energy for when you want to turn up. Um, so true. And that's so what I have true. to say on that. Um, it's all about Rebecca, balance. Yeah. What was your manic pixie moment this week? I would love to know, actually. Oh, thank you. Um, okay. So it had been a while since I've like laughed so hard, excluding um like this podcast recording and <laughs> all of the recordings I do with you, <laughs> where I'm on the verge of peeing. <laughs> Wait, I guess I should connect that. I, I it's been so long since I almost peed from laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and at work the other day, like we the four closers, all of us, like we could not stop fucking giggling, bro. Uh-huh. Like we were just giggling. This what really got me is that one of my coworkers said that one time when it was really busy, instead of saying from her register, "I can take the next guest," she yelled. Can I have your phone number? <laughs> like, so just imagine waiting in line and instead of being like next, just <laughs> saying someone, can I have your phone number? And something about it just set me off and I started crying. Not even like, feet. was it in like a, they thought the person was attractive way or was it just because it was like, I need your alter rewards information? No, she accidentally said it. Uh, like she meant to say I can take the next yes and she accidentally said can I get your phone number (laughs) did she get the number Uh, well of course because the woman checked out and Uh. you got when I'm on shift everyone gets a phone number (laughs) 
trust. Yes. <laughs> fucking trust. I will get your personal information. Fucking trust. <laughs> Today. But yeah, I just really needed that absolute laughter in my workplace. And I'm glad it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Literally our show. Um, but Becca, if people want to keep up with you, how in the hell can they even do that these days? Yeah, yeah. Um, they can follow me on Instagram at Becca Hobart, Twitter, Beck's Gloss, Spotify, Beck's Gloss. Mm-hmm. And they can also find me on TikTok, Where Y'all Go in Jordan World War Three. They can also find me ripping down my neighbor's Blue Lives Matter flag at 6 a.m. on a Tuesday. Good for you. Thank you. Quinn, where can the people keep up with you individually? You can find me at Quinn P. Murphy on Instagram or TikTok um, and then at Quinn P. Murphy underscore on Twitter. You can also find me swinging from a rubber band. Pop goes the rubber band. What color was my blood? Leave that in the comments down below. What color you thought my blood was. (laughs) Um, Arrow, arrow. (laughs) Um, and Becca, how can people keep up with the show if they are so inclined? Mm, they can follow Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, where we post the podcast at a length. And you can also comment on there for comment corners, guys. You don't have to email in, but also email in. Come on, Manic Pixie Jump Scare at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, you'll probably live happily after that. Yeah. Ever after, yes. even. Yeah. Yeah. Some, mm-hmm. some would say. Um, but we're and thank you for listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> I realize I'm in like a public, like Airbnb, so like semi-public, and like there are people living next to me, and so maybe I shouldn't be so loud, but you know. Oh, that's okay. Podcast over now. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.